Section 58 of The Freedman's Book by Lydia Maria Child. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Advice from an Old Friend by L. Maria Child. For many years I have felt great sympathy for you, my brethren and sisters, and I have tried to do what I could to help you to freedom. And now that you have at last received the long-desired blessing, I most earnestly wish that you should make the best possible use of it. I have made this book to encourage you to exertion by examples of what colored people are capable of doing. Such men and women as Toussaint Levature, Benjamin Banneker, Phyllis Wheatley, Frederick Douglass, and William and Ellen Crafts prove that the power of character can overcome all external disadvantages even that most crushing of all disadvantages, slavery. Perhaps few of you will be able to stir the hearts of large assemblies by such eloquent appeals as those of Frederick Douglass, or be able to describe what you have seen and heard so gracefully as Charlotte L. Fortin does. Probably none of you will be called to govern a state as Toussaint Levature did, for such a remarkable career as his does not happen once in hundreds of years. But the Bible says, He that ruleth his own spirit is greater than he that ruleth the kingdom. And such a ruler every man and woman can become, by the help and blessing of God. It is not the greatness of the thing a man does which makes him worthy of respect. It is the doing well whatsoever he hath to do. In many respects your opportunities for usefulness are more limited than those of others. But you have one great opportunity peculiar to yourselves. You can do a vast amount of good to people in various parts of the world, and through successive generations, by simply being sober, industrious, and honest. There are still many slaves in Brazil and in the Spanish possessions. If you are vicious, lazy, and careless, their masters will excuse themselves for continuing to hold them in bondage, by saying, Look at the freedmen of the United States. What idle vagabonds they are! How dirty their cabins are! How slovenly their dress! That proves that Negroes cannot take care of themselves, that they are not fit to be free. But if your houses look neat, and your clothes are clean and whole, and your gardens well weeded, and your work faithfully done, whether for yourselves or others, then all the world will cry out, You see that Negroes can take care of themselves and it is a sin and a shame to keep such men in slavery. Thus, while you are serving your own interests, you will be helping on the emancipation of poor, weary slaves in other parts of the world. It is a great privilege to have a chance to do extensive good by such simple means, and your Heavenly Father will hold you responsible for the use you make of your influence. Your manners will have a great effect in producing an impression to your advantage or disadvantage. Be always respectful and polite toward your associates, and toward those who have been in the habit of considering you an inferior race. 
it is one of the best ways to prove that you are not inferior. Never allow yourselves to say or do anything in the presence of women of your own color which it would be improper for you to say or do in the presence of the most refined white ladies. Such a course will be an education for them as well as for yourselves. When you appoint committees about your schools and other public affairs, it would be wise to have both men and women on the committees. The habit of thinking and talking about serious and important matters makes women more sensible and discreet. Such consultations together are in fact a practical school both for you and them. And the more modest and intelligent women are, the better will children be brought up. Personal appearance is another important thing. It is not necessary to be rich in order to dress in a becoming manner. A pretty dress for festival occasions will last a long while, if well taken care of, and a few wild flowers or bright berries will ornament young girls more tastefully than jewels. Working clothes that are clean and nicely patched always look respectable, and they make a very favorable impression, because they indicate that the wearer is neat and economical. And here let me say, that it is a very great saving to mend garments well, and before the rents get large. We thrifty Yankees have a saying that a stitch in time saves nine, and you will find by experience that neglected mending will require more than nine stitches instead of one, and will not look so well when it is done. The appearance of your villages will do much to produce a favorable opinion concerning your characters and capabilities. Whitewash is not expensive, and it takes but little time to transplant a Cherokee rose, a jessamine, or other wild shrubs and vines that make the poorest cabins look beautiful. And, once planted, they will be growing while you are working or sleeping. It is a public benefit to remove everything dirty or unsightly, and to surround homes with verdure and flowers, for a succession of pretty cottages makes the whole road pleasant, and cheers all passers-by, while they are at the same time an advertisement, easily read by all men, that the people who live there are not lazy, slovenly, or vulgar. The rich pay a great deal of money for pictures to ornament their walls, but a whitewashed cabin, with flowering shrubs and vines clustering round it, is a pretty picture, freely exhibited to all men. It is a public benefaction. But even if you are as yet too poor to have a house and garden of your own, it is still in your power to be a credit and an example to your race. By working for others as faithfully as you would work for yourself, by taking as good care of their tools as you would if they were your own, by always keeping your promises, however inconvenient it may be, by being strictly honest in all your dealings, by being temperate in your habits and never speaking a profane or indecent word, by pursuing such a course you will be consoled with an inward consciousness of doing right in the sight of God, and be a public benefactor by your example, while at the same time you will secure respect and prosperity for yourself 
by establishing a good character. A man whose conduct inspires confidence is in a fair way to have a house and land of his own, even if he starts in the world without a single cent. Be careful of your earnings, and as saving in your expenses as is consistent with health and comfort, but never allow yourselves to be stingy. Avarice is a mean vice, which eats all the heart out of a man. Money is a good thing, and you ought to want to earn it as a means of improving the condition of yourselves and families. But it will do good to your character and increase your happiness if you impart a portion of your earnings to others who are in need. Help as much as you conveniently can in building churches and schoolhouses for the good of all, and in providing for the sick and the aged. If your former masters and mistresses are in trouble, show them every kindness in your power, whether they have treated you kindly or not. Remember the words of the blessed Jesus, Do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. There is one subject on which I wish to guard you against disappointment. Do not be discouraged if freedom brings you more cares and fewer advantages than you expected. Such a great change as it is from slavery to freedom cannot be completed all at once. By being brought up as slaves, you have formed some bad habits, which it will take time to correct. Those who were formerly your masters have acquired still worse habits by being brought up as slaveholders, and they cannot be expected to change all at once. Both of you will gradually improve under the teaching of new circumstances. For a good while it will provoke many of them to see those who were once their slaves acting like free men. They will doubtless do many things to vex and discourage you, just as the slaveholders in Jamaica did after emancipation there. They seemed to want to drive the emancipated bondmen to insurrection, that they might have a pretext for saying, You see what a bad effect freedom has on Negroes? We told you it would be so. But the colored people of Jamaica behaved better than their former masters wished them to do. They left the plantations where they were badly treated or poorly paid, but they worked diligently elsewhere. Their women and children raised vegetables and fowls and carried them to market, and by their united industry and economy they soon had comfortable little homes of their own. I think it would generally be well for you to work for your former masters, if they treat you well and pay you as much as you could earn elsewhere. But if they show a disposition to oppress you, quit their service, and work for somebody who will treat you like free men. If they use violent language to you, never use impudent language to them. If they cheat you, scorn to cheat them in return. If they break their promises, never break yours. If they propose to women such connections as used to be common under the bad system of slavery, teach them that freed women not only have the legal power to protect themselves from such degradation, but also that they have pride of character. If in fits of passion 
they abuse your children as they formerly did. Never revenge it by any injury to them or their property. It is an immense advantage to any man always to keep the right on his side. If you pursue this course, you will always be superior, however rich or elegant may be the man or woman who wrongs you. I do not mean by this that you ought to submit tamely to insult or oppression. Stand up for your rights, but do it in a manly way. Quit working for a man who speaks to you contemptuously, or who tries to take a mean advantage of you when you are doing your duty faithfully by him. If it becomes necessary, apply to magistrates to protect you and redress your wrongs. If you are so unlucky as to live where the men in authority, whether civil or military, are still disposed to treat the colored people as slaves, let the most intelligent among you draw up a statement of your grievances and send it to some of your firm friends in Congress, such as the Honorable Charles Sumner, the Honorable Henry Wilson, and the Honorable George W. Julian. A good government seeks to make laws that will equally protect and restrain all men. Heretofore you had no reason to respect the laws of this country, because they punished you for crime, in many cases more severely than white men were punished, while they did nothing to protect your rights. But now that good President Lincoln has made you free, you will be legally protected in your rights, and restrained from doing wrong just as other men are protected and restrained. It is one of the noblest privileges of free men to be able to respect the law and to rely upon it always for redress of grievances, instead of revenging one wrong by another wrong. You will have much to put up with before the new order of things can become settled on a permanent foundation. I am grieved to read in the newspapers how wickedly you are still treated in some places. But I am not surprised, for I knew that slavery was a powerful snake that would try to do mischief with its tail after its head was crushed. But whatever wrongs you may endure, comfort yourself with two reflections. First, that there is the beginning of a better state of things, from which your children will derive much more benefit than you can. Secondly, that a great majority of the American people are sincerely determined that you shall be protected in your rights as free men. Year by year your condition will improve. Year by year, if you respect yourselves, you will be more and more respected by white men. Wonderful changes have taken place in your favor during the last thirty years, and the changes are still going on. The abolitionists did a great deal for you by their continual writing and preaching against slavery. Then this war enabled thousands of people to see for themselves what a bad institution slavery was, and the uniform kindness with which you treated the Yankee soldiers raised you up multitudes of friends. There are still many pro-slavery people in the northern states, who, from aristocratic pride or low vulgarity, still call colored people niggers and treat them as such. But the good leaven is now fairly worked into public sentiment, 
and these people, let them do what they will, cannot get it out. The providence of God has opened for you an upward path. Walk ye in it, without being discouraged by the brambles and stones at the outset. Those who come after you will clear them away, and will place in their stead strong, smooth rails for the steam-car called Progress of the Colored Race. End of Advice from an Old Friend Recording by Rhonda Fetterman